The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. The Boogie Monster Podcasting the Unknown Just laughing right into this The beginning because you said Mount Wiener. <laughs> I'm a funny dude. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. You were no. drinking beers while researching, and I was kind of taking a nap while researching. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Kyle and Dave. This is a Boogie Monster podcast. Boogity, boogity, I'm going to stop. <laughs> How long have you been waiting to do that one? I don't know. A little while? I should have tickled you while I did it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You ever say uh, Gucci Gucci Goo but not tickle somebody? <laughs> Sounds real creepy. Like somebody that doesn't understand that that phrase only works when you tickle somebody. Uh, I'm so ticklish. Man, man, I'm hungry. Gucci Gucci Goo. <laughs> what? Man. That's my only weakness is I'm super ticklish. I don't like to be tickled. Wow. All right. Well, did you, you want me to you want to edit that out so you don't put your weakness into the world? Bring it on. All right, you hear it here. Dave loves a good Gucci Gucci gooing after a show. Just come up and tickle him. When I was uh, <clears throat> when I was a kid, my mom used to use that phrase, tickled to death. That, yeah. that cow can ain't so funny, just tickles me to death. She'd say that about certain people. And uh, I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's what, what, that's a thing? I, I thought like you could. That's a way to die. And I, that, oh, what a terrible way. I, that was my new joke that doesn't work at all, is I wonder if uh, Navy SEALs are ticklish. <laughs> or just the idea of anybody in a position of supreme dominance and power <laughs> and impenetrability is... Like, I just imagine... And then the joke... I'll do the joke. I'll do the joke live, and it'll be better for the listeners. Do it now, though. But I'm not going to uh, sell it, but... Okay. But just the concept. And then if they are ticklish, should they be kicked out of the Navy SEALs? Because <laughs> like, what, like, what if you could stand all forms of torture and they just tickle you? And you're like, I'll tell you anything oh, you want. Man. Yeah, and would. when would they tickle you in the training? Should they do it first? Because that wouldn't even seem fair. Like, they tickled me and kicked me out, and I know I'm tough. Or what if they do it at the end, right after you've climbed through all the mud oh, under survive. the barbed wire? Yeah, Hell Week. That's what they call. Yeah, it, you survive week. Hell Week, and then, and you then get tickled out. They just got a big feather. Did you have a joke one time about like gangbangers getting tickled in? I got tickled. I in. did. Yeah, he's talking in. about being tickled into a gang. <laughs> that's a funny image. <laughs> I think. I think I was like, yeah, they baked me out. They they baked me a cake. That's. They just had a going away party. Is really what happened for me when I left the gang. Oh man. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I mean, yeah, time frame wise. Now I'm excited about this, and it might be time sensitive. And we just were recording a lot this week. Did you eat anything? We just had a nice meal together. We went to Rick's Rick's Burgers on Fletcher and Riverside. First time there. Right by the learning annex, right by the studio. First time at Rick's. A solid diet, like burger place burger. Very good and very well priced. Very yeah. reasonably priced. Reasonable price. It's a little corner spot. Matt, a fellow comedian, uh, Matt Bronger and I moved out here the same time we saw it. He started calling it Delicious Ricks because that just worked. <laughs> and on the billboard, it, it was always it would always said 
uh, voted best food in L.A., and it never gave a source. So we always thought it was a poll that was put on by Rick and only voted by Rick. <laughs> best food in L.A. Says who? Me, Rick. <laughs> I think it's pretty top-notch down here at Rick's. <laughs> it's the top of my list. But it's a good uh, bacon cheeseburger. Uh, did you? Uh, I I went to the Magic Castle last night. Oh yeah, I've never been there. How was that? That's that is a magic is one of those things that will like when it's done well. It it upsets me mm-hmm. because you think you know. And it, it is kind of pertinent to talk about in this podcast. You are aware of reality. You know the person you're talking to is a human being made up of the same components as you, and then they'll do something in front of your face where you're like, that's. Oh, like yeah. I think I've seen some people where like I think you sold your soul. I think the devil is behind this. Was and there it, anything like that last night that just blew your mind? Um, there was. You go to like a main show in a theater, and there's one guy who's like old school, so he's doing like, like rope tricks and the Chinese linking rings, but. Like you know, in comedy, when you see the old MC, like the like the local MC, and he's got the bits that he's sick of, but then it's the stuff in between the bits where he's dicking around, and it's yeah. fun. Like this guy's been at it forever; he's a pro. Yeah, and he was the most fun. He was killing me. But then they had this pair. It was a man and a woman. The man would just go out and hold. And the woman sat on the stage with a blindfold on, and the guy would just hold an object, and she would guess what the object is huh. of anybody's pockets. And I was trying to sort of, I was looking like, oh, does he have like a camera on his chat? And, and so like just pull out your pocket. She's not even looking. She's on the stage. And she's like, oh, that's chapstick. That's cherry chapstick. That, and she knew all about it. She get, like somebody gave him a $100 bill. This is where it's like, we try to see if it's planned. I always, like everything, I'm going to be a, uh, like, I'm going to be a skeptic first. But wow. I, I'll be damned if I was not entertained by it. Wow. When that's my pursuit of anything is entertain me yeah. at least. If you're gonna bullshit me, bullshit me in the most entertaining way possible. Magicians that, get a bad rep in uh, like the entertainment community, but like yeah. I can't, I can't do any of that crap. No, and it's you know what? It's like it's salesmanship and everything. I love being sold stuff, mm-hmm. even if I'm not gonna buy it. I love it when somebody's bullshitting me with gusto, <laughs> and that's what a lot of magic is. Yeah, like and, and but also I'm believing. But that was fun, That's and I had a and I had a steak there that was less than magical. Really, what you know, was wrong with you, you know who's not a magician? The chefs, <laughs> <laughs> buddy, or maybe they are, and that's why the food sucks. What like you've got to work in the it? kitchen if you want to make it to the stage. What's your go-to steak when you when you order out? Man, I don't know. They they were they were selling tomahawk steaks there, which is like three steaks in one, right? Not like a steak, the steak Voltron. <clears throat> I'm not familiar with tomahawk. The guy, the waiter, put me off because he started describing it, and he's like, "And it's got this bone. This, it's got a bone just like you have in it." I'm like, "Don't compare the human body to the food you're going to serve somebody." Why would you do that? Because you're not a good waiter. Hmm. But he had, he had charisma, and I liked it. Steak wasn't any good. It was. It's like it's it's. I, it, no, it was a fine steak, but it wasn't a steakhouse steak. It was a steak that you ate because you had to buy a meal to see some magic. <laughs> they they cook it properly. They did all right with it. To temp? Like, hey, what, what's your temp? I do medium rare. That's good. He said, he's, he's like, you want it this style? It's got crab meat on it. I'm like, that sounds like something you just made up to my face, and I'll call your bluff. Give it to me. So I got crab meat on my, I got surf on turf. I don't like that. Longhorn Steakhouse <laughs> has been doing that the last couple of years. They put all these silly toppings. 
Good steak doesn't need anything else. Well, this wasn't a good steak, so I'm glad I got that crab meat on there. Okay. <laughs> good point. I'm glad I got that piggybacker. <laughs> I, uh, I've been cooking, cooking in a lot this week. Yeah? Yeah. I, uh, I made something uh, two days ago that I think you would enjoy. What's, what's that now? Had, had, a, uh, had a big old Slim Jim sitting up on top of the fridge. <laughs> not, not a post. Sounds, yeah, but it's like, it sounds like you found it there. Post, <laughs> What's this all the way back here? Like a good Slim Jim every now and then. <laughs> no, I know that it's terrible meat and all the nitrates and whatnot, but anyway, had a Slim Jim, had a new dozen of eggs. I wanted to make an omelet. I made a Slim Jim omelet. Did you cut the Slim Jim out of the casing? No. What I did is I julienned it. I cut it little thin slices at an angle, like the way you, you do a, a nice <clears throat> carrot or something. You know, not You don't just cut it. You know, even like little disc, you cut it kind of at an angle to where it's like sure, longer, sure, longer discs. How'd that go? It uh, it was it was interesting. It sounds yeah, it was like okay. that's the highest compliment you could like, pay towards something like that. I like making omelets, but I always like to put a protein in my omelet, even though the eggs are technically protein. But I, I like a I like to throw some meat in there. I understand. I didn't have any meat. Had a slim but gym. you had a slim jim you found on top of your refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. I didn't buy it. I don't know whose it was. I live with three other dudes. That so. could have been there for five people before you. Probably. But uh, it was okay. I wouldn't do it again, and I wouldn't recommend it, but now I know what a Slim Jim <laughs> why, omelet tastes like. Why do you think I would like that? I wouldn't do it again, and I wouldn't recommend it, but Kyle, this is uh, some horse... Uh, maybe because the last time I, I, I ate a, f- a found funnel cake, is that because... Yeah. All right, I understand. You like understand. Uh, cheap smoked meats and found foods. So. You know what I like? I like risks. That's true. <clears throat> I like taking a chance, and that's why I appreciate uh, that. We made some chips, homemade chips and guac here the other night. Oh yeah, whip that up. That's fun. The the best time to cook is like uh, spur of the moment. You know, we're hanging out. Your lady's there. Yeah, she's hungry. She she just happened to have three avocados in her purse. Yeah, she came over. <laughs> Like a little homeless, but I got two yogurts and some avocados. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll do something with these. <laughs> and, we did uh, all right, though. We made a nice little snack out of that. We made some uh, homemade guac, and she fried up some uh, yeah. flour tortillas. It was a good time. Do you want to talk about how you fell down a few times oh, uh, lately? I'm, uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but uh, I'm a pretty good athlete. You can look at me and tell I'm an athletic dude. I mean, <laughs> for certain sports, sure. <laughs> I was a good athlete in my day, and uh, I've always been pretty coordinated. I've always been fairly athletic. Yeah, huh? um, I, I love a good pratfall. I, I fall all the time on purpose, but rarely do I just accidentally. I fe- I've fallen twice in two days. Okay, I just, I'm just With falling. no audience? Just no audience. <laughs> uh, all right, to sum it up real quick, uh, the side entrance to my apartment building you go through this gate, and then you go down three stairs. You take a couple steps, and you go up three stairs. And I'm like, I'm, I'm ne- I never do that. So yeah. there's this little railing to the side, a little six-inch balance beam cement railing thing. Yeah. I always always go that way because I'm mm-hmm. not just going to go down and go right back up. Yeah, who needs that? Um, and I've done it 100 times and uh, got a little cocky the other day. took my eye off the railing and just completely busted my ass. Well, uh, Just fell down, hurt my knee, hurt my pride. And then yesterday, I'm on a hike, uh, hunting for coyotes. That's a new thing I do. I'll get into in a minute. Um, oh, yeah. Coyotes are a big... Coyotes. I, uh, take the E out of there. I seriously... Uh, I, like to, I like to hunt for coyotes. Not hunt, like not with a gun or anything, but like I like to, <clears throat> to seek them out. 
I like to hunt with my eyes. I seriously, I was talking about this with my roommate. I, uh, man, I think I could, I could capture a coyote. What? I mean, all right. I want to capture one and break it like a wild stallion, domesticate it. That just get a dog. Yeah, but there's just dogs, ha- free dogs up in the mountains. They're not uh, okay. I but mean, like, do you want what do you we just want to have a coyote? That was actually that was a Maria Bamford on her new show. It's one where she thinks she rescued a dog and she's like, it's peeing all over my house. Oh, yeah. I saw <laughs> like, that. that's a coyote. <laughs> and I, I didn't even see that turn coming and it yeah. killed me. Like, that's a coyote, that Maria. She had locked in the room, <laughs> just destroyed her house. Yeah, it's like urinating on everything. <laughs> Oh, so I'm yeah, that's how it would turn by out. Coyotes. So like when I go go hiking, I'm uh, I'm always on the lookout, and I'm I don't know, man. Like I was with our buddy Ryan Singer one time. We mm. saw a bobcat, and he ran the other way. I just picked up a rock and walked towards it. Like I wanna wanna get to know these mountain creatures. That's not they're not for knowing. I mean, they're for looking at and then go and look it up online. I'm gonna get me a coyote. Anyway, I was, right. walk, I was hiking yesterday, looking for a new partner trail. for the podcast in about four months. If anybody and, uh, out there. I was walking. It was a little bitty narrow foot trail, and I'm uh, I'm looking up at, towards the top of the trail. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, oh, jeez, I'm never gonna make it way up there. Yeah, might as well go ahead and quit now, like I normally do. And uh, boom, just stepped right off the trail and tumbled. This yeah. time I tumbled. The one by the apartment, it was like a just a straight down drop, like a three foot. Just you like, collapsed. I collapsed. This one, I did a bit of a tumble. And I probably did uh, kind of a little half log roll about ten feet down the <laughs> down into the canyon, and uh, fortunately caught myself on a tree, so I didn't keep rolling. But, oh yeah, if you go down the side of those things and don't get a hold of something, you could start really. Yeah. Well, that's so, honestly falling twice in two days. Yeah, I feel like an old man. I'm gonna break my hip. I couldn't make it halfway up the hill on a bike ride yesterday. I gave up and was yeah. getting dizzy. Uh, but that's also let's not discredit the fact that uh, that the air is. Just smoke right now in Southern California. That's true. It's terrible. Uh, the air is terrible. There's no rain, no wind. And uh, I thought it was cooled down because it was a cool 86. I'm like, I can ride my bike in 86 <laughs> degrees. Just sweating, just being a disaster. Uh, it's so hot. <laughs> um, well, let's let's get into it. I'm excited. Okay, this is something you came with. Like, all right, what's the next topic going to be? Mm-hmm. You're like, how about these <clears throat> Georgia Guidestones? And I knew nothing about them. And you started cluing me in uh, to him a little bit. What what with being from Georgia yourself? Mm-hmm. You want to give a little intro to to where and what these are? I guess the easiest way to describe the Georgia Guidestones, if you've never heard of them, uh, they're these six giant granite tablets, probably, I think they're about 18 feet tall apiece. Um, these six, this monument compiled of six giant granite tab tablets and it's basically written on them are the ten commandments for the new world order now we haven't talked about the new world order yet that is definitely an episode that we got to get to well and are these really hinting at the new world order are they kind of just the guidestones like new world order like the organization and all the bilderberg trilateral or just hey this is how future generations should live well it's it's left up to be interpreted but um a lot of people think it's, 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 they are guidestones on how society should live, but basically uh, a lot of people think that they are – the origin comes from and the message comes from the New World Order. Mm-hmm. So there, uh, there's these Ten Commandments, and they're 
the reason there's uh, there's several tablets. They're written in eight different languages. So like one side of one tablet's in English. The, the flip side's another language. It so says so. Uh, the uh, the languages are. Ah, shit! I just had it here. <clears throat> it's also as yeah the the message. Uh, they're in eight different uh, one language on each of the face of the four upright stones, mm-hmm. which where I had it and I'm God damn it. Uh. But it also has ancient languages on it too. On the they have English, Spanish, Swahili. Well, here it is. No, this is it. English, Spanish, Swahili, Sanskrit, Hebrew, Arabic, Chinese, and Russian. <clears throat> so those are the those are the eight languages. Okay. It's all printed in. They're in Elberton, Georgia, which. Um Roughly about 30 minutes, 30 miles uh, east of Athens, about 90 to 100 miles east of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I've lived in both those cities. When I lived in Athens, uh, that's the first time I heard of them. I lived in Athens way back in the late 90s, uh, working at some radio stations. And uh, every now and then you'd hear somebody mention the Georgia Guidestones. And back then I wasn't really into um, some of this type of uh, subject matter to the extent that I am now. So I never yeah. really paid it any mind until... In the last several years, I've kind of uh, gotten a little more interested in this type of stuff. And then uh, I made the connections like, oh, that's the thing that people back in Athens were talking about. Because mm-hmm. uh, you'd hear like, oh, we're going out of Georgia Guidestones. It's creepy yeah. and weird. And I was like, yeah, what's that? But uh, yeah, so Elberton, Georgia, literally the middle of nowhere. Just mm-hmm. rural eastern Georgia, small, typical rural Georgia town. And the... <laughs> These giant, world-renowned tablets just sitting in this little hobunk town. Yeah, they say they, it, is nine, it is 19 feet, 3 inches tall. It was uh, unveiled March 22nd, 1980. And it was, it was bought... This, okay, let's talk about maybe some of the origins. It was bought... Uh, <clears throat> the, 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 a, a pseudonym of R.C. Christian hired... Uh, the, Elberton Granite Finishing Company to build it. This was in June of 1979. So they weren't even sure. Nobody will fess up to who this guy, who R.C. Christian is. Mm-hmm. And uh, But it does come back to some stuff we'd read that of the people that it might be, a couple of pepper, pepper it up, of the people it might be, uh, Ted Turner is one of them. Yeah. Ted Turner is one of the people responsible, allegedly, for putting up this monument, media mogul, Ted Turner, founder of CNN. And that's not that far-fetched because, do you have them queued up there? I have the commandments. Read, read the first one. The very first commandment is maintain humanity under 500 million people, under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. So the first thing out of the gate is population control. And that is kind of the founding principle of the New World Order, if you were to believe that there is such an organization, is population control. And Ted Turner, uh, there's a lot of footage. Ted Turner was a huge proponent of global, well, a more sinister way to say it is global depopulation. Uh, A nicer way to say it is population control. But um, yeah, Mm -hmm. Ted Turner, way back in the day, was even talking about 
population control, and uh, he was a proponent of the um, single single child household. He wanted to enact a law for the next hundred years, all Americans were only allowed to have one child per family. Uh, so it's not that far fetched that he might turn himself it. five children. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but they're his. That's everybody's problem. Like I agree with population control. Not my kids. Because the, my kids are special. They're not. Your kids aren't special. No one's kids are special. Nobody's special. <laughs> I agree with the hypocrisy in him in, in that. Yeah. I will say I would imagine he's at least taking care of his kids. Part of – yeah. now, this is a whole other episode we could do just on population mm. control. I don't have any kids. You don't have any kids. I, uh, I don't know if I ever will, but, like, come on. This need to procreate and to populate. We got – what, 7 billion people on the planet right now? I, Knock I'm, it off. Take a break. You don't a, need four, five, six children. I get, you know, everybody, you know, I get the human desire to, I, I want to have a yeah. lineage and, you know, legacy. I wanna, all right, but, like, why do you, this day and age, people, you got more than three or four well, kids. I, You're just being a jackass. Yeah, I, think if, I think because family, you know, <clears throat> Some for some people, happiness is defined as family. You know, not everybody's chasing the dreams. The dreams is when they get done with their shit job at seven o'clock at night, and they can come home and be like, "Well, look at this little clan of people I got." That's that, a good point. You know, this is for me. Can't even close the goddamn beer cooler, Dave. I don't know how you're going to take care of children. It's a fucking simple thing. It's just a small little door. <clears throat> Um. So it's, okay, but that, and that's a whole other thing. But th- this, th- these guidestones, we start getting into this. Now that's just the first. That's the first thing. Yeah, there's ten of them. The first commandment is mow through them a, together, or the population. We, I would say that. Let's we can go one at a time, but let's. I think why don't we read them off? Yeah, let's just go ahead. And that way, people have a point of reference. I mean, I would think the rest of these are very good. The first one should have been the tenth one, and make that the punch. Like these are all great, and you already got people on your side. And hey, also we kind of got to get rid of like uh, six billion people. Yeah, if this is going to work. And be like, well, and okay. Well, billion. since the other nine makes sense, but you start off with uh, we got to get rid of everybody. How? Uh, what? You're going to read number two? <laughs> um, number two is guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. That means get yourself a foreign lady friend. That's what that <laughs> that I mean, how do you want to guide, guide reproduction wisely? Okay. First, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. I, who's coming up with 500 million being the ideal number, though? Is now that goes to the population control and the you know the actual new world? Like we what we got to get rid of everybody and. We'll have. Is that going to come with robots making your food and everybody gets to be rich and happy? Or what part of the population is going to serve the already growing wealthy number of people, especially in 500 million? X amount. That's. You think the rich people are going to be like, yeah, no, I'll take off. I'll be, I'll be one of the six billion yeah. to sacrifice myself. No, that's the rich people. Yeah, and a million of that are going to be the slave labor for the other four hundred ninety-nine million people on Earth. Uh, probably a lot more. Yeah, the balance depending on the yeah, I, I don't know, um, the yards are going to get bigger. <laughs> 
Not as much, not as much food being made. A lot more uh, landscaping. Uh, guide number two: guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. That just sounds like if, if you're going to have kids, have a healthy, well-rounded kid. I'm, I'm, am I interpreting this the wrong way? Well, there's many ways to interpret all of these commandments. Uh, some people have interpreted that one. To be kind of a tip of the cap to eugenics. Eugenics being like, let's make some... Let's weed out the the bad genes. Only the good genes get to procreate. You know? Hitler was a proponent of eugenics. Yeah. You you think plunking this down and buttfuck Georgia is really helping? (laughs) (laughs) I think the the message is getting across. (laughs) Oh, that's a good point. Improving fitness. He wants our boy to be in football. Ted Turner. (laughs) Ted Turner said if our boy, he'll put him on the Braves. I think he still owns a part of the Braves. (laughs) Our boys all got it. It means kill the girls. Boys got to play sports. That's what I took. (laughs) Diversity. Like Bo Jackson. Football and baseball. (laughs) Many sports. Oh, God. So they think, but eugenics goes like goes against the word diversity. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Unless you got like five models, procreate responsibly. You know? The fitness. Like you, yeah, you treat humanity like Chrysler and be like, well, we got like seven models on the market. Yeah. And then they'll release a, like what do they call the new like the concept cars. Yeah. We got a concept. Uh, <laughs> so. It's a Cambodian Spanish one we got coming out. It's a concept for next year. We're gonna see if it takes off. Oh, oh boy! Gotta get on a waiting list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. People are loving this one, guys. All right, number three: unite humanity with a living new language. Okay, that I'd- also is. Can, all right, going back to the New World Order. If people aren't familiar with it, the simplest way to sum up the New World Order is it's a small group of the world's elite the world's wealthiest and most powerful uh-huh. they essentially want a one world government they want to unite all the governments into one central world government and that one kind of leans in that direction too one language that almost seems like a precursor to coding Compute, so. Computer coding oh, okay. is that. I mean, that's what we're suffering from now. Is yeah. that hacking and coding is coming from someone? This should be. We should just record a like a precursor of we don't know what we're talking about. Oh yeah, so we need to make that clear. Like I don't know how any of this shit. Well, I still have a Yahoo address from 1999. Mm-hmm. But isn't that a universal language like computer coding? That's and understand. I, mean, I don't know how much communication is happening, other than you can create a program that mm-hmm. can communicate your thoughts. I okay. No, that's a good I, point. It started off sounding smart to me, no. like oh, one world like that's compete. I understand I what you're trying to the say. The internet. Oh, that's that. Clearly, that's the internet. Is that? Yep. <laughs> but some. All right, robots. All right, <clears throat> number four. This is good. rule: passion, faith, tradition. And all things with tempered reason. That kind of seems like, like, 
keep your brain around you. Yeah. Don't get a fucking hard on about everything. Practice your faith, your religion, but also use some common sense. Yeah. That's that, I, I don't disagree with that. That's what I'm saying. These aren't bad. Oh uh, yeah, I agree with almost all these. Pro, number five is protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what should be happening anyway. Yeah. Number six: let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Hmm. So they're saying we can keep. The country model, the model of, you know, you don't go to war with another country. You do, mm-hmm. you set, settle that in a court, mm-hmm. which is what the U.S. breaks continuously by going and meddling in other countries' business. I yeah. think that's what this is saying: is <clears throat> you got problems, civil unrest in your country, you sort it out. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to come in there and mess with it. You got if that spills over to another country, then that will be decided in yeah. world court, not war. Yeah. All right, again, again idealistic. You know, but hey, you're putting stuff on tablets. You're not writing the rules yet. Number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. That's kind of like the number five, part two, I would say. I think that's a pro-marijuana statement. You think so? Mm-hmm. Petty laws. You think in, in 1980, that's what we're saying? Could be. We should have some weed, man. <laughs> How do we tell people? Let's secretly buy somebody's farm and you know stonehenge stonehenge get it it'll work we'll put it down the list so it's not the first thing and people dismiss us what should we put first first we should say we could we should kill most of the earth (laughs) then we'll we'll hide that weed stuff at number seven number eight balance personal rights with social duties now what do you think that means um Uh, what, do you, what do you think it means? <laughs> I think it means uh, it's not all about you. Yes, you know that maybe being part of a community and and uh, in a it's civic responsibility. But saying like civic responsibility, yes, you can have your rights, but to maintain those rights, you also have to give back a little bit. Yeah. Now, what is, does what does that means? Like countries that have mandatory army, like you have to be in the army when you're 18. I don't agree with that. All right. These aren't all, you know, they're all over the place. Nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. I don't know what the hell they mean by that. Prize truth, prize beauty, prize love. See, I think that's a nod towards... um, more of us is that you think that's more spirituality with the infinite with death like kind of whatever your idea of god or what it might be like uh, you know uh, no i be, yeah i think be, that definitely uh has some sort of connotation of spirituality yeah i mean that's it gets pretty hippie and then number 10 be not a cancer on the earth Leave room for nature. Repeats it. Leave room for nature. That makes sense. That that ties back in with the first one mm-hmm. of you know less people. Mm-hmm. Was like, like somebody said you could you can tie every single problem in this world back to too many people. Yeah, like everything is tied to overpopulation. Absolutely. 
every pollution, extinction of animals, starvation, everything can be tied back yeah. to too many people. Yeah. And you never, you rarely hear politicians talk about that. Here, all right, here's an example. Every day people are dying in Africa of AIDS, starvation, mm-hmm. what have you. A lot of places. You know, just Africa. How, about, how about some birth control? This is the moral question. Is it, is it a yeah. right? Do you have a right as a human being on this earth? Is it your right to procreate? People would say, yes, it is. <clears throat> I say bullshit. If you, what good is it to procreate if that child is born and then a year later starves to death because his family yeah. didn't have the means to take care of him or her? Like, But it's also not, I mean, you have to think about how many of these, okay, how many people are, how many women are pregnant? Because they're raped in these well, yeah, places and don't have the you know don't have the means to terminate that or or that does go against their faith mm-hmm. and you can't tell someone they have to get an abortion just like you shouldn't be able to tell someone they can't get one absolutely uh, yeah it's that's the slippery slope of when when do you who decides mm-hmm. you can but you can't but just this general frivolous procreation just uh, no birth control. Hey, mm-hmm. oops, I had another baby. Yeah. Like, knock it off. I don't have a puppy because I don't think I could take care of it. Yeah. I'd love a puppy. I'd love 10 puppies. But it's like, all right, I can't. I'm not home enough. I travel, whatever. And why is that puppy without a home? Because dogs just want to fuck. And that's what people want to do is everything's in turmoil. What's the one thing that's free and feels good? I'm not saying. Busting a nut. I'm not saying stop doing that. I'm saying exercise a little birth control, some judgment. You want like a hands across America, but for pulling out. Exactly. Like, it's never talked about, but, like, wow, it just blows my mind. Like, especially where I come from in the South, people just having babies like it's no big deal. Yeah. It should be a big deal. That's a human life you brought into this world. Yeah. You know, either take care of it or stop having kids. And yeah. then there's a lot of other social things that we could talk about as far as, like, just taking care of your kids. No, you know, nobody yeah. wants to talk about that. All but. my friends that have kids are taking care of their kids now. Then, but that's the thing: when you start going down that slippery slope of what's taking care of them, well, root, uh, you know, food and shelter, <clears throat> proper morals, uh, being know. around, yeah, just being in that kid's life. How many? You know, I don't know what what's I'm sh- what's the percentage of all right. Let me put it this way: fathers in all right. Household. Let me put it this way: what's better, having racist dad around or no ra- and no dad at all? I mean, that's a great question. But. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's this very slippery slope that I don't even have many jokes about right now because <laughs> it's so it's there's too many people. There's it's too many too people. Many people and. Uh, like, uh, you know, like we were saying, that, but that going home to like, ah, here's my family. Because you know what? My job sucks and we don't make a lot of money, but I come home to my little clan. You have a clan. I think that's embedded in you. That's in, that's in you to make more people. That's in people. That's in every living creature except for maybe pandas to make more, <laughs> yeah. to fuck and make more. That's the one great feeling busting up. The intent is to make more. That's why it feels that good is to guarantee you can make more. And that's fine if you are providing and taking care of, 
taking care of those it child is, child but children. then you get into that uh, like that whole animalistic you know human or an, humans are animals and men want to procreate a lot and it's the women that are, and I'm saying these are my beliefs but these are you know the when people talk about the biological aspect ah, the woman stays home and takes care of the family and the man goes out and does all this I think that bullshit's antiquated. Mm-hmm. That can go fucking take a hike along with God and all this other stuff that we've been hanging on to for however many years. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think that th- this, like, okay, I'm, I'm really kind of falling on the side of most of these new guidelines. About it, and it's, it is like the regular Ten Commandments, too, but with a little more sociological aspects. Like, don't be a dickhead, be open minded, be nice. Uh, but yeah, less less people. Don't be a cancer on the earth. We're the cancer on the earth. Oh, we've, absolutely. We've, we've polluted everything, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that maybe maybe human beings aren't even going to be the ones to maintain the population. What do you mean by that? <clears throat> like maybe we'll just burn a hole in the ozone soon enough. Like <clears throat> I'm not talking in the next. Oh, maybe we'll have depopulation, but uh, with outside of, the, of our own control. Yeah, on like, some maybe, on yeah. nature's terms. Yeah, maybe it'll be it'll be handled. Maybe mm-hmm. this, you know, maybe viruses and outbreaks and things like that'll will maintain. Now that's another conspiracy. If you want to get into that, is are those being put into society mm-hmm. by the new world order to do control, like in efforts to control the population? That is something we will definitely talk about mm-hmm. in a future episode. But to touch on it right now, these yeah, guidestones are like a this is like a ten episode oh yeah thing that this spawned because th- these guides and, the, and the, Ted Turner, media mogul. There's one of the one of the guys who did this in incognito. Mm-hmm. And how weird is that? How weird? Like you can't giggle without belt. You can't belch without giggling. So funny. It tickles you inside and out. Love a good burp. Sorry. That's all right. I understand. I'm drinking some kind of warm beer. Um, I, oh, this, this, I am. I implore everyone to read up on this stuff because you will go down a wormhole. Then some dude cut out a square on the top of the English side of the one tablet that had the English uh, translation of these. Yes. Okay, we were just, before this, we were watching some documentaries. Um, Kind of the topical component to this issue is um, some people think that something's about to happen in just a couple days. 14th. August 14th, 2016. By the time this comes out, we're recording these in advance, so hopefully. Yeah, if you're listening to this, nothing happened. August <laughs> nothing 14th. happened if you're listening because this should come out. <laughs> Full disclosure: we're recording this uh, August 11th, yeah, 2016. Yeah. So, in real time that we're recording this, in three days, apparently something is supposed to happen, or there's a message in these guidestones that that points towards August 14th. Now, can you explain that to me? Because I didn't quite <clears throat> grasp it. Okay. At some point, it was like 2008 or 2009, someone carved out a corner section of the top one of these tablets in the English-facing side of one of the tablets, Mm -hmm. six-by-six-inch cube. Just cut it out of the top. Just disappeared. I find out it was a guy named Will Ellis. 
So he literally carved it out. Went like up a, and carved it out with with some sort of saw. Uh, yeah, something. They found they, they caught him trying to put it back. He's like, I don't want the weight of it anymore. Like he didn't want to deal with having <clears throat> taken it. Another fella meets up with him at the Guidestones. They're just fanatic. Now this guy's all over the. He's all over the YouTube with. Uh, where did he go? What's his name? Mike. Shit. Michael F- meh, something last name. Yeah, shit. Anyway, Michael something last name of M. You can find him on here. Numerology and it's this. I think numerology. If you want it, you'll find it. Yeah, you'll reverse engineer what you want to find. Yeah, you'll get to it through numbers. I agree. So. This dude got married at the Guidestones. His initials are MM. His wife's initials are JAM. And they got married. There it is. August 16th, 2014. So around this cube are the, the, the exposed side. And he put he created that cube and put it up in the Guidestones. Mm-hmm. And the exposed parts said uh, 20 on one side. 14 on the other. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side was an 8, and then a 16, and then a top and the bottom, one was MM, and the bottom was JAM. <laughs> Very easily expl- explained. This guy, he likes the Guidestones. He's into some numerology. Uh, but, yeah, he got married there. That's the day he got married. Those are his and his wife's initials. He's got proof on there that, this, look at, this is, our, this is our wedding certificate from from that county. From Elberton, and this is it. But somebody else still managed to figure it out. Like, nope, it's not eight sixteen twenty fourteen. It's mm-hmm. eight fourteen twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. And I looked into it, and it just so happens that MM, which is the Roman numerals for two thousand, and I looked up any words that might start with M in Latin, and one of them is this word, which means war. And then this other word means start, because that's M. So MM means could mean start war in Latin. And then on the other side, J-A-M, instead of using Latin this time, I've just clearly have looked up whatever the word <laughs> jam could mean. And it, there's an Indonesian word, jam, which means time. And Indonesia is one of the most populated Muslim countries in the world. So if you put that together, that means time to start a war. And that's what I figured out. So a war is going to start on August 14th, 2016, through this combination of Indonesian Muslim word for time and the Latin words for start war. And and it just so it coincides with the fact that the date on the Jewish calendar is it's what would what what did we find out about it that it's like the word it's a uh, uh, we, oh yeah what do they call it? the um, we were so prepared for a lot of this yeah. and then there's still too many facts for us simpletons so many facts. to maintain here but it's a oh god damn I lost it and it's and, and it's some um, it's like a Jewish. I don't want to say holiday. It sounds celebratory, but it's a Jewish day of mourning, mm-hmm. uh, celebrating it. Oh, God what do they call it? the Av? Av, Av of uh, Av Ninth of Av. Ninth of Av. Ninth of Av. I'll look that up. 
And that is that date. Yeah, so Tisha Bob. Tisha Bob, yeah. <laughs> okay. The destruction. It's an annual fast day in Judaism, which commemorates the anniversary of a number of disasters in Jewish history. So, <clears throat> a lot of bad stuff. The 2016th date is sunset of August 13th to nightfall of August 14th. So, if the Muslims want to start a war, they're going to do it on this Jewish holiday. Hmm. This annual fast day of Judaism, and they also think it's because they're going to do it, and it's a Sunday, and Sunday is when people go to church, and they think it could be an attack on the Olympics. This is all the stuff that read, even the guy, but the guy's like, no, it's my wedding anniversary. Like, <laughs> although we started to watch the video where this guy's like, oh, this guy explains it, and he explains it in the first three minutes, but then you could tell him, the YouTube video is an hour and two minutes long. Yeah. And the next image is of an upside on American flag and the Twin Towers falling and a bunch of number, numbers and arrows. I'm like, all right, well, yeah, fucking come on. A bit of a goober. <clears throat> yeah. But a lot of stuff going around these guidestones. Mm-hmm. Why? What would Ted Turner gain from putting him out there? Like what's well? What do you think his motivation is? That's something we could we can study on our own and find out after the rest of this stuff that's all going on. I mean, wh- if we're all here next week, what's the motivation of any monument? Because I went to I went to Stonehenge. Did you uh, last year? And I was waiting for some vibes, but <clears throat> there's a lot of hinges. You realize that they they make hinges. There's hinges all over. What do you mean? They make those those formations are all over the countryside. Not that's just, just there. That's the popular one. And I'm ashamed to say I don't know where that's at. England? England, yeah. England, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a few hours outside of London. I took okay. a bus out to it. I was waiting for some vibes. Didn't get any vibes. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a bunch of people. Cal's taking, always looking for vibes. I was looking for vibes. It's hard to get vibes. There's a bunch of people taking fucking selfies. I mean, yeah. I took one. I was there. You know, I was there. <laughs> selfies. What's, what's gotta, going on with the selfies? I know that, that makes that's me That's the sound. 11th commandment of the uh, Georgia Guidestones. Knock it off with the selfies, you narcissistic. Well, hey, let's go back. Jeez. Let's go back to these commandments and we can see where that would go in uh, to you're not seeking harmony with the infinite. Avoid, uh, well, not really petty laws. <clears throat> it's a, it's a, it's an, a self-indulgence. <clears throat> And it's a need to belong, and you get to you get to watch them likes. You get to watch that. <clears throat> you get to watch your your digital value increase through a series of likes. It's a mental disorder. Um, I'm sure at some point it will. It will like you, 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 we'll find out in ten years that like oh yeah these are all, you know narcissism stuff like that. There was a, oh there's a girl in a comedy scene who. Like in MySpace days, like hundreds of pictures is all just of her face. Yeah, and I would see her, like, and I didn't know her well enough. But like, how do you not think that that doesn't make you look like a fucking lunatic? What's wrong with you? All right, I get the concept of you know documenting something cool. I don't mind a selfie if you're like at Stonehenge or this is me at this cool place. But just 
these arbitrary day after day. Yeah. Just boom, 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 click, click, yeah. click, look at me. Like, who cares? I mean, I don't want to sound, yeah, I don't want to sound like just such an old man all the way we already do. I don't like when people after shows like, hey, can I take a selfie with you? Like, just say picture. Yeah. It's called a picture. Yeah. I know what it is. <laughs> don't, you, or when they hand a camera off to somebody and say, take a selfie with me. I'm like, well, that's now you're just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> now even the very reason of the word is that you took it yourself. Well, there are, uh, like you see a lot of these quote-unquote selfies. Well, now that there's a selfie stick, but there's a lot of selfies that you can tell aren't selfies that someone else took the picture. Oh, in. Like, yeah. Are you constantly just giving your phone to people? Here, take a picture of me. Well, I'm sure a majority of people involved with that will be eliminated once the New World Order... This is uh, exactly the people they're talking instigates, about. Yeah, instigates their elimination. <clears throat> so people with, uh, people with uh, too much bullshit on their Instagram accounts, look out because you're done. Once the, once the, the Bilderberg group has their way. That's what they're discussing at Bohemian Grove this year. People give me shit because I take too many uh, pictures of food on my Instagram. Yeah. Well, well was I supposed to take pictures of my dumb face? Well. At least a steak is a work of art. I think it's all, um, I think we're off topic here, Dave. Yeah, I'm We sorry. went from this amazing <laughs> mystical thing into sound like two fucking drunk uncles in a garage, which yeah, is <laughs> what we are. We're two... <laughs> yeah, that's of, way off the mark. What's wrong with these selfies? Said two fucking single 40-year-olds in a rented basement room making their podcast. Like we're we're fucking losers, man. Like 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 let's not I'm, that's there's uh, there's got to be some of these about judgment, you know, about judgment and and uh rule, you know, tempered pe- tempered reason. Let's have some tempered reason here. <laughs> And uh, try to say it to each their own. Let's let's try that. Like we saw the the dude walking out of the Whole Foods Ugh. wearing a kimono and tight jeans. I was like, man, go. You know what? Go for it, man. <laughs> you you fucking weirdo. Talk about tolerance. Celebrate those weirdos. The the world does not have much time left for them and us. Oh God! How do you think? Where do you get five? Like, okay, they say five hundred million. That has to be selected. That's going to be. Is it going to be the people that own the banks? Is there going to be a currency involved? There's going to. So obviously, this whole thing moves towards a world currency. Yeah, if there's a one-world government and a one-world language, there's definitely going to be one currency. But it, well, but no, but it also says let's let na- nations rule internally. I so think ma- that's just them. Whoever they'll be like these. a they'll be like a world currency that you can that you can get when you travel. Mm-hmm. But then internally, because like this doesn't explain the economies, the the internal like the national economies. That's what's unread. You got you know nations economies that are uh, in turmoil and people revolt and it's still like well work that out between yourselves. Mm-hmm. I think a few of these. I wish are- I was smarter and could. The author of these commandments, I think a few of these are PR. I think it's... uh, Oh, yeah? I think it's... um, Oh, like, oh, look, no, we're good guys. Yeah, sugarcoating some of this. Like, no, you you know, 
settle your disputes internally, and we're all going to be, you know, our mm. own thing. I, I think it all you think comes it's, back it's number to one and number ten imperialistic <laughs> new world order. Yeah. Yeah, it does all kind of sound like just be nice and be nice and be nice. But Don't be know, cancer. But like, know that you're gonna be a slave. Like we're gonna own all humans. I, I mean, I feel like that's where it's all headed. Is where all it's it's some 1984 shit. Do you think what do you, do you what's your opinion of the singular? Like you think robots? <clears throat> I think robots are gonna learn how to make more robots and we're fucked. I think that's yeah. well, and that's part of it. That's part of the. Depopulation is like you touched on before. We don't. We're not going to need as many people once the robots are doing some of the menial tasks. What if that's what number ten is really about? Leave room for nature. Like stop making so many goddamn robots. Just push your lawnmower. One robot. Get per a regular. Yeah, get a regular vacuum. You don't need a goddamn Roomba. Now, see, that's interesting. Like an anti-technology movement of. <laughs> Because that's where we're yeah. headed. We're headed towards the robots. That's like Roombas. Like Roombas freak me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless a cat is sitting on it, then it's hilarious. If a cat's sitting on anything, I'm on board with it. Mm-hmm. I love cats, by the way. Put that in there. That yeah. <clears throat> that goes good after you take care of your children and fuck selfies rant. Dave loves yeah, cats. I do love cats. <clears throat> I think... I, what was it about the room? Like... Like it knows when you're there and stuff. Really? I don't. I've I never think, had a Roomba. I I haven't either. They're not cheap. I was like, oh, man, I don't vacuum enough. I get. But how many things? That, uh, that's what I. Uh, I'm like, I want to be a private person. I don't want to share anything. Anyway, here are all my tour dates, and you can reach me at my Facebook and my Twitter. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, that's different. No- that's your job. Yeah, that's not your self. Sometimes I wish it wasn't that my job though, but. But the like. What do you mean by that? You got a great I, job. No, I mean I wish that wasn't part of it. Having to oh, put all the dates up. Well, then, then nobody would come. To I know. Shows. But then there's part like, what if you like how many times you? This, this is my mom talking in her paranoia. Like, wow, it's weird that because you just have to tell people when you're not home. Yeah, and it's like well, thank. Now I got to think about that. Hey, everybody, you might know where I live. I won't be home for three weeks. You've been over. I got neat stuff. <laughs> Don't steal my Roomba. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the five hundred million. Okay. All right. What's the closest figure, accurate figure, right now? I know it's seven billion and change. Right, it's seven billion. Yeah. So to get down to five hundred million, six, that's more than ninety percent. Six and a half billion people. So we'd have to. But, I mean, that's. I can't do the math off the top of my head, but that's you're looking at around ninety percent of the people got to go. Five hundred. Let me see what like what would our day to day life be like if we only had ten percent of the population that we have now? Parking would be oh that'd be nice, especially here in Los Angeles. Do you think being able to find a damn parking spot? Population of just the United States is three hundred eighteen point nine million. So you're talking about knocking out like just the population of the United States is almost at quota. If you got rid of five, I mean, 500 million people, everybody's got to put. Okay, well, that's the thing. You're gonna be lonely. Mm-hmm. Do they all live in? Or is that the whole thing? Like, you know what? 
give whole just things back. South America just giving back to mm-hmm. animals. Oh, that'd be nice. What if movies like King Kong were just predictions? Go on. What if King Kong is actually supposed to be set when the New World Order takes place and we allow things to fall into, not disrepair, but now it's it's returning back to the unexplored. Hmm. You know, you just you know what? Let's leave some places alone, but we have there are chemicals. Oh, this is a good one. What that's <laughs> some monkeys just gnawing on a warhead. You know, something that something left behind. Something left behind in one of these places. They're like you know what, animals. You have it back. You can have this whole area back. Oh, shit. We forgot. We had a bunch of nuclear weapons down there. Yeah. And they're just nibbling on them. <laughs> and not, you know, and then we go back there one day and we're like, whoa, fuck. What did, whoa. And then that's it. Godzilla mm. hanging out with King Kong, taking the world back. I love it. I love that idea. I tell you what, you got 500 million people in the world. Probably going to be more Sasquatch sightings. That's exciting. You think more? You think Squatch is going to be like finally? Yeah, he's going to be a little get more some, friendly. Get some elbow room. You can stretch out. You think that maybe that's that, that maybe that's what aliens are going to be like? Oh, you guys got your shit under control. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we started. We saw that you guys were getting off the planet for a while, so we figured we'd check it out in mm-hmm. the fifties. And you guys were a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. You guys had nothing but nuclear warheads pointed all over the place. And you're going to ruin each other. So we're like, all right, we're not messing. It's like it was just a bad neighborhood. Yeah. <clears throat> the Earth was just a bad neighborhood of the universe. Well, if we don't do something, where's it going to end? Can you look this up real quick? I wonder what the population of the world was 100 years ago. Population all right, if it's, of- if it's 7 billion and change now, what was it 100 years ago? World. And where where's it in? Where are we going to be a hundred years from now if we don't change something? We world seven population. Billion we're going to we're going to have fifty billion people in the world a hundred years from now. I mean, what are we okay. going to do then? Here's world population estimates. <clears throat> in the year fourteen hundred was three hundred fifty to four hundred million. Okay. Uh, you're sixteen hundred five hundred million to five hundred eighty. So in 1600, that's that's where we want to go back to, as far as the population. The amount, yeah. In 1900, it was estimated that it was uh, one. Uh, that was 500. Yeah. So one billion five hundred to one billion seven hundred people. So one and a half billion in 1900. So this shit, and because people make Jeez. more people. My God! In 116 years, we've. Quadrupled that, and then it's, some. It's only gone up. Loose numbers here from fourteen hundred to fifteen hundred. It went up maybe a hundred million. Then it went up another hundred million, another hundred million. Between seventeen hundred and eighteen hundred, went up three hundred million. Between eighteen hundred and nineteen hundred, looks like it went up eight hundred million. Good God. And then from 1900 to 2000, it went up $5 billion because human beings are exponential. <clears throat> so the population growth, that, that it, it, it's not stopping. 
It's more people will make more people, and that's evidence in the last 100 years. I mean, literally, something has to be done. Like, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that I'm totally aligned with the New World Order and I want all this to happen, but, like, man, we got to do something. Knock it off. And I think Ted Turner was a proponent of this. I think I said it earlier. One child per family it, for 100 years. That was his thing. For the next 100 years, one child per family. Mm-hmm. Let's, see, let's see where we're at 100 years from now. He's telling each of his five kids, make sure <laughs> you only have one child per family. God. I mean, it is. Can you crazy. imagine a whole world full of only children, though? Great point. That's. Do you think that'd be good or bad? Do you think, you know, oh, look at. Would they learn how to get along with each other more? Because, hey, only kid, go out and make friends. Man, only. <laughs> Only childs are sometimes they're tough to be around. It's like, hey, guess what? Uh, I don't give a shit. You're not special to me. I've I've, I've had friends yeah. like that. That's but have you ever you had just somebody tell. who's had like the is the bully of all their brothers? <laughs> like, oh fucking, this guy's a dick. I don't know. I don't know if I know those guys. I have I have one sibling. Well, yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't know. I'm contradicting myself here, obviously, but uh, that's what we do here. You know, I get that. I feel like I'm better off having had a sibling. Yeah, having grown up with someone, I, I feel like that definitely helps your your social abilities. Yeah, I get along. You got you got a uh, brother, right? You got a brother. You get along dude. with your brother. You get along great. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not as close as I wish we were, just because you know I see him once or twice a year. Yeah, but, but we talk, and you know, your pals. You got along. We're, we're pals. How far apart in age are you? Uh, he's three years older. Yeah, lives in Louisville, Kentucky. Good dude, Jay Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks nothing like me. He's tall and blonde and thin. I'm really. I'm short and broad and dark. You can get the milkman's kid over there. <laughs> <laughs> in high school, everybody used to say, "Who's that? Who's that guy you ride to school with?" I'm like, "That's my brother." I'm like, "What?" Everybody just thought we were buddies. <laughs> my bu- my buddy does that too because he's my best friend. His younger brother's like a skinny, handsome. He's like, "What the fuck? Look at him and look at me. What the fuck kind of deal is this? It's a fucking fat guy. My hair's falling out. Look at it. Look at look at my fucking brother. Look at this goddamn piece." <laughs> And you have uh, one sister. I right? have a sister. And you're yeah. tight with her. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Y'all go out on ghost adventures and stuff. <laughs> we did some ghost hunting. We're, we're pals. <laughs> Talked to her the other day. That's cool. But so I, I think there's there is a benefit to having a sibling. Definitely, like definitely. But I think I think you know, small picture siblings, more children. That's great. But we're talking big picture humanity. Gotta knock it off. But everybody sees humanity as them, not as everyone else. True. I think that's the problem. You don't realize that you having five kids, no matter how well you raise them, is fucking things up for somebody in Bangladesh. You know, just the five cars each of those kids are going to drive mm-hmm. and the five, uh, how much food they're going to eat. Like, it mm-hmm. does add up. I mean, this goes back to the not being wasteful thing that I have. I think, well... Shit, man, we covered a lot. <laughs> Where are we at on We're time? at an hour now. We're at an hour? Got into it. A couple of dipshits <sighs> drinking Coors in the annex. <laughs> Y'all got to stop having kids. Burp. 
<laughs> no problem. Well, like anybody's trying to make us baby daddies. <laughs> Easy for us to say. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's let's touch on this since it, it is uh, related to the topic. Um, do you, are you going to have kids? What, what's your What's your plan? I mean, I'm a never say never guy, but mm-hmm. I'm a most likely no guy. I'm I'm in the same boat. Like I'm, I can't say 100 percent that I'm not, but uh, I I don't see it happening. I, you know, this is a, I, I don't know if this could be a joke eventually, but my friend would be like, you know, I just want people arguing. Well, who's going to take care of you when you're older? I'm like, I'm sorry. Did you make sure your kids were going to be doctors? Yeah. Oh, you didn't do that. Then who's going to take care of you when you're older? Yeah. Just like who's going to? I don't know. Your kids. <laughs> what? What? I'm gonna make enough money, yeah, to pay for a professional, not rely on my dipshit offspring to <laughs> stand around. Uh, yeah, I mean, as dudes, we don't necessarily have that biological clock, but yeah, you know, we're both getting up there. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to have a kid when I'm 50, you know, because then it's like. You know, when get he's a used one. Playing, he's in high school. He's playing football. I'm 75 years old, 65. I can't do math. <laughs> Still, that just seems. You weird. don't know when you're. Going. I had one buddy who had a really old dad, and it was just awkward. Like nobody really razzed him too much about it, but oh, it yeah. was just like uh, when we when I was 14, 15, playing sports in in school. Uh, his dad was. 65? Yeah, and those and friends. It, it stuck out. Like, wow. Whoa. House your... always smelled like soup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had those friends. Yeah, it's like, man, your dad's old. <laughs> I don't want to be the old dad. No, but who cares? Yeah. Again, you're just comparing yourself to other dads out there. You know who also, I, I well, I'm past that point. I don't want to be the dad that had the kid when he was 19 True. and now put everything I couldn't do anymore on my child's shoulders. True. Yeah, that <clears throat> pressure. I missed out on everything because you came along, so now you better not fuck it up for me. Yeah. I don't want to be that one. I don't. I can't be that one. I'm 39. There's no. If I had a kid at this age, I'd still be old dad. It blows my mind to think that technically and mathematically, I could have a child right now who is... I don't twenty one. Twenty Yeah. Man. What if I what if I had a twenty year old kid? That'd be crazy. I I do you ever go back to times in your life where like Oh yeah, I knew kids were having sex when they were sixteen. And if I had did that, I would have a twenty year old kid or yeah. twenty three year old kid right now. <clears throat> and some people did that. And it and it, you know what? A lot of times it worked out fine. Mm-hmm. And g- right on that you had a kid that you at the age that you have you had a buddy, and you might be having a more amazing bond with that child than mm-hmm. other parents who had kids when they were working full time and couldn't even relate to stuff. Yeah, I'm just man, 39. I was I'm surrounded by bicycles and my drums, and I don't need a kid to live vicariously through anything because I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm doing that job. I am upset. Because next week I can't see Guns and Roses because I got to be on a movie shoot. Yeah, good problem. That's to have. a fucking thing that I can't complain about to anyone. Did you already buy your tickets? I put in for them. 
I was getting hooked up because my agency is the same agency as Guns N' Roses. I still had to pay for them, but I was getting ah. good seats to Guns N' Roses. But darn, I got to go be in this movie. Yeah. What the fuck would I want to put a kid? What kind of wrench do I want to throw in these spokes that are spinning pretty smoothly right now? Yeah. <laughs> got all the answers, baby. Perfectly timed. Ugh. Oh, well, I think we figured out these Georgia Guidestones. Um, Albert is- and Georgia. Yeah. If you want to visit them, if somebody does visit them. I tell you what, I'm going to go visit them in September. Tell me if you get any vibes. I will I will seek out the vibes. Um, yeah, this is kind of a, a jumping off point for some future episodes that we'll do. Definitely need to talk about the New World Order. I want to dig deeper into uh, depopulation. Yeah. Uh, the Illuminati. There's so many interesting. And again, we're not saying we believe all this stuff, but it's it's worth looking into. It's if nothing else, it's a great topic of conversation. Tell me if this could be a joke. There's a pizza place called Lou Mail Nadis. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I see where you're going. Yeah. That conspiracy is deep dished. That's. You 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 said how much you dislike puns. I don't like puns, but, but <laughs> I acknowledge when they're good. That that's one crusty story. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. These jokes are pretty cheesy. You, Fucking yeah, yeah. Uh, Lou Malnati's. Everybody knows that the Bilderberg Group gets catered by Lou Malnati's. If you're the Illuminati, you want Lou Malnati's. I just gave him a free commercial. Give us some free pizza, Lou. Uh, <clears throat> I wish there was a Bilderberg group for barbecue, because I'd probably, I'd probably be in that. You think they get it catered? I don't know. Do you think it's all internal chefs? <laughs> I'd like it if it was the Bilderberg group, and they all oh, was just <laughs> a bunch of high-end Republicans got together in the woods to let, really put all their emotions uh, <laughs> into their... <laughs> oh, that's fine. So stupid. This is Bluebert. He <laughs> he believes that the top one percent are doing just fine. <laughs> I don't know enough statistics to make uh, it a better joke. Um, so yeah, look up the Georgia Guidestones if you want more info. If we're still all alive past uh, this Sunday, the fourteenth. Yeah, this will come. If you're listening, to this we lived. <laughs> um, At least five hundred million of us did. Switching gears here. Uh, recently, we've been doing our comic of the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, like to shine a spotlight on some comedians that uh, you may or may not know. Uh, we're both such fans of comedy that I uh, want to give a shout out and give credit where credit's due. Today, uh, this week, the comic of the week is uh, our good buddy. We're both mutual friends with him, Andy Sanford. Andy Sanford. You betcha, Andy Sanford. Oh, love Andy Sanford. Uh, we started together in Atlanta. Um, he lives in New York mm. now. Andy, one of the best joke writers I've ever come across. Uh, the him talking about uh, watching the Who's on First video. Oh, that in is the such... learning in the behavioral and learning disabilities classroom. Dude, name who? <laughs> nah, 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 man. Dude, <laughs> name who? Go, yeah. I don't know if there's a YouTube. Web. Like, look, find Andy Sandford. Well, it's on the album I'm about to plug. Oh, uh, it is okay. He put out an album uh, about two years ago. Uh, it's been out for a while. Me the Whole Time is the name of the album. Go to iTunes or wherever you buy comedy and look up Andy Sanford, S-A-N-D-F-O-R-D, 
Everybody always uh, misspells his name. Uh, it's like it's like Sanford and Son. Me the whole time, and that that joke is on there. That's and, one uh, of those jokes that you know has to be true because there's no way an imagination could have yeah. allowed that to just uh, so manufacture fun. it. And uh, when we started, Andy was like more of a one-liner guy. He he wrote all these great kind of yeah. quick one-liner type jokes, and now he's really evolved. He still throws in some of those, but he's such a great storyteller. And that yeah. the who's on first thing—that's like an eight or nine-minute joke. It's this whole story. And uh, it's so funny. I, let me throw out one of his one of my favorite one-liners that he does. He goes, "As I'm getting older, I'm learning that some of the lessons in life have to be learned the hard way. For example, it took drinking an entire bottle of Jack Daniels for me to learn that I am invincible and no one can stop me. <laughs> that always just crushed me. <laughs> that what kills me. So look up uh, Andy Sanford, me the whole time. He's got a uh, special coming out soon. It's a little premature, but he thinks it's going to be on one of the premium uh, streaming services. Uh, but he shot a great hour special last year at uh, our home club in Atlanta, the Star Bar. So uh, be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, get me the whole time. Andy Sanford, our comic of the week. Anything you want to plug there, buddy? Nah. <laughs> You did that so professionally. You handed it off so professionally. You bumped it for me to spike it, and I shit the bed. Yeah, uh, uh, no, good. No, no. Nah. Nah, you can you can get a hold of us on Twitter at uh, the it's Boogie Monster Pod. No vowels in monster. Uh, Boogie Monster Pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Boogie Monster Podcast on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And Got an the email. E- the email is uh, Boogie Monster Podcast at Gmail. Boogie Monster Podcast at Gmail. So, um, and send us some suggestions. We want to get into not only these larger things, but also some more urban myths or local folklore. Uh, obviously, you could tell how much we research it. So yeah. any any uh, direction on it would be appreciated. And I swear to God, man, once we can get this our own personal flatulence under control, we might have a guest or two in here in the annex once we air this thing out. Um, I think that's it for now, and uh, thanks, thanks for tuning in. And hopefully, uh, we all make it. Have a hey, have a good August fourteenth, twenty sixteen, everybody. That, yeah. Uh, I hope, uh, or or I hope. It goes well for you. Try to stay alive. Uh, I'll plug my dates real quick. Dave Stone, standup.com. I got a bunch of dates coming up in September. Uh, I'll be all over the place, so come out and see a show yeah. and say hello. Um, but yeah, this was fun. This is a good one, buddy. Kyle Kinane, Dave Stone, The Boogie Monster Podcast. Bye-bye. The Boogie Monster.
Thank you.